Malaguena, a piece written by Cuban composer Ernesto Lacuona. That was an instrumental version of the piece arranged for Stan Kenton's Jazz Orchestra. It's a very cool piece, blending Latin grooves with swing, with great parts written for the brass, especially that trombone solo at the beginning. If you hadn't already guessed, the subject of this podcast will be Stan Kenton and his big band. To start, a short biography. Stan Kenton, a white man, was born on the 15th of December 1911 in Wichita, Kansas. His family moved to California when he was around 15. At high school, he was exposed to the brilliant music of artists like Louis Armstrong and Earl Hines. By the age of 16, he was playing gigs on the piano at a local burger shop for 50 cents per night plus tips. It was around this time that he wrote his first arrangement for a local eight-piece band that played nearby where he lived in California. Later on, in the 1930s, Kenton played in the dance bands of Gus Arnheim and Vito Musso, but knew his true calling was to become a band leader. In 1941, he formed his first big band orchestra, known as the Stan Kenton Orchestra. Despite working on other experimental projects, He worked with his orchestra until he died in 1979. The next track I'd like to play you is an arrangement of a popular jazz standard composed in 1934 by Edgar Sampson. That's right, it is Stomping at the Savoy, played beautifully by the Stan Kenton Orchestra. There's even a guitar solo.
tune. Now, you may be wondering what made Stan Kenton's big band more exciting than the others of his time. Well, Kenton was forward-thinking, and he played with some huge names in jazz like Art Pepper, Maynard Ferguson and Stan Getz throughout the years. In 1941, he formed his first big band, the Stan Kenton Jazz Orchestra, and by 1943, they'd achieved a capital contract. By 1945, the band had evolved quite a bit, and a man called Peter Rugulo became their primary arranger. Kenton wanted his music to be respected as art of its own, not just danced to as many dance bands were beginning to split up. Kenton labelled his style as progressive jazz and experimented with Latin grooves and rhythms. He even produced an instrumental version of the popular Leonard Bernstein musical, West Side Story. It was Kenton's style that often made his band sound texturally dense, yet the music still swung. This was especially true when he started a 39-piece band with strings, woodwind and French horns. He also added melophoniums to his band in the early 1960s. Now I'm going to slow things down for you. This next piece is another jazz classic written by Jerome Kern, a song from the 1939 musical Very Warm for May. This is All the Things You Are. Listen out for the melophoniums, a distinctive sounding trumpet-like brass instrument that Stan Kenton came to love. Thank you. 
but was Dan Kenton's music entirely instrumental? No, it was not. He worked extensively with vocalists. Firstly, he worked with Anita O'Day, and O'Day's cool and glamorous style and her brilliant musicianship made her a perfect match for the progressive nature of Stan Kenton's group. O'Day gave Kenton's group their first hit, the Joe Green tune, and her tears flowed like wine. Unfortunately, in 1945, O'Day left the band, as the style was a little bit too progressive for her taste. In 1945, June Christie replaced O'Day, and she is now widely accepted as one of the most talented singers in jazz. In January of 1953, Chris Connor joined Kenton's band and ended up recording a number of hits with them in the following months. Kenton was also famous for working with Nat King Cole to produce his famous version of Orange Coloured Sky. Next up, we have a famous tune. It's Tampico, sang by June Christie, accompanied by the Stan Kenton Orchestra. This song was composed in 1945 by Alan Roberts, with lyrics by Doris Fisher. This song gave June Christie an absolute hit, reaching third place on the Billboard charts that year.
listening to this has taught you something about the remarkable man that was Stan Kenton. How he pushed the big band to its absolute limits, experimenting with new instruments and new timbres, and creating really quite dense musical textures. Although he may not be as famous as Goodman or Basie or Ellington, his work is impressive nonetheless. I'd like to play you out with my personal favourite tune by Kenton, recorded in 1944. It is artistry and rhythm, Stan Kenton's signature tune. (laughs) 